Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and hello to all of my listeners, my unlucky lounge rats. It's good to see you've walked back this way to the historic Unlucky Lounge for a brand new episode of Draft and Draft. My name is Corey, your limited lore master, denizen of the Unlucky Lounge. Not joining us today is Borok. He's off with his family, doing a little bit of hibernation. I mean, we got a big old amount of snow out in the blind eternities. And for other people that live in the northern hemisphere of the place we like to call Earth, well, you can relate to that as well. But as we're staying inside being pretty cozy i figured it's time for us to open up a call time pre-release kit talk a little bit about sealed in the environment of called and of course open some packs let me open some packs feels real good but before we get to that pack opening few bits of housekeeping as always this show is brought to you by the believe podcast network check them out bleav.com or wherever you download your audio goodness keep your midday blues away with believe and we want you as well to find us on all of the socials twitter on tiktok here on youtube yes you heard me right all of my listeners this is a dual cast episode there is going to be a video of the opening so if you want to see some packs actually physically opened i know paper magic can you actually believe it friends find us on youtube draft and draft Corey. and if this show and the whole unlucky lounge verse is giving you some joy think about finding us on patreon at patreon.com backslash draft and draft help us keep the lights on here in the unlucky lounge and big shout out to all of my patrons couldn't do the show without you well that's enough of the housekeeping and the upkeeping but before we swing over to the pack cracking camera it's time for us to have a celebration grab a snack grab a drink maybe crack a pack celebrate yourselves friends this is what we like to call the un tap step cheers to all of you let's go ahead and see if we can open some value and hopefully also open up a pretty sweet limited pool and here's the magic friends called time pre-release kit packed with one of those really sweet stamped pre-release rares have not opened this we're going to open this right here on the podcast and for all of my watchers on youtube as well it's time for you to do what i do a lot on youtube and that is watching some pack opening and hey like i said there's there's a little bit of uh, value to seeing both the podcast or listening to the podcast and of course watching the video on youtube as well because you're going to be able to soak in some of these sweet revelations in fact what i'm going to do is right now i'm going to take the pre-release card i'm just going to set it off to the side because you know what let's let's have some kind of fun reveal that's what uh, all the people who get the good views on pack opening videos do right we kind of wait for the the big potential splashy things towards the end. Well, let's go ahead and dig into it. We got six called time booster packs right here. Let's see what we can build out of it. Now, if you've listened to the show so far and heard my initial impressions on the called time limited environment, you know that right now I'm definitely thinking there's big power in things like snow synergies and the good news is we're guaranteed to have at least six snowlands if not more in our Kaldheim booster pack so we don't have to worry about taking them in draft picks the snow decks particularly in soul ties sometimes in teamer very good stuff i am a fan of the double spell mechanic but i do think that falls off just a little bit here 
in the sealed format because it is a bit of a slower limited environment but i would be interested in potentially maybe making some kind of aggro plan work with those really nice equipments the ones that you can pay mana as it enters the battlefield and make an additional creature token those seem to be quite nice uh first out wings of the cosmos white replacement removal uh kind of tricky type thing not too interesting driver thought the Man, there's nothing that feels worse than you being short on lands, then your opponent Draugr Thought Thieves you, and then it literally doesn't matter whether it's on top or bottom. You just feel like you're going to have a real hard time that game. Yeah, it's it's a it's a beating, this card can be. Uh, Tuscary Firewalker, one of the better boast common cards. 3-2 for tuna red, pay one, exile top party library. You can pay it this turn. The, the real issue is the two toughness, because essentially most of the time he's going to get in to combat once and then go straight to the graveyard. So finding ways to boost the toughness, well, not boost the toughness, but boost the toughness, and then take advantage of potentially getting multiple swings off this card is pretty sweet. Also, it feels pretty bad when you exile a card you can't cast because you just paid the one for most. That totally didn't happen to me before. <laughs> Snakeskin Veil, this card, the Ranger's Dial of the format. Do not sleep on this card. It's very, very good. The fact that it leaves behind a counter and then blanks a removal spell. And, you know, pretty much all contemporary limited formats, removal is really up there. It's really, really important. And Snakeskin Veil is a good piece to keep your stuff on the board. So, Demonic Gifts, the one in a black instant until in a turn, target creature gets plus or plus so. When it dies, return to the battlefield under its owner's control. Don't really want to play any of these, but, you know played it before roots of wisdom not really a a, a great uh sorcery common card it's one of those mill cards that gets you one card from the graveyard or draw a card smashing success good for the board not good for anything else carnell kennel master carnell kennel master is a real beating in a lot of the black white decks i want one of these in the double spell decks in the red black berserker attack boast tap thing sideways this card is one of the few threats you actually want to end your curve with. Very happy with it. Also, love me some stalwart Valkyrie. 3-2 three, for three and a white flyer. You can exile a creature instead of its cost alongside paying one and a white. 3-2 flyer. This is perfect. Like, you want to find things that have the potential to double spell and to play things that are two mana. Stalwart Valkyrie is a great piece of it. You know what's also a great piece of pretty much any deck that is going to run its color is Mistwalker. The 1-4 changeling flyer for two and a blue, and then it can alter its power by reducing the toughness by paying one and a blue. Insanely good card. Also, I do like me some Doomscar Titan. The 4-4, four, four, the 4 Red Red I've yet to actually play this card, but it looks really exciting. When it ETBs, creatures you control get plus one plus one in haste, and you can foretell it for four and a red. This card is very good. I haven't played it. I've been on the other side of it, had my face smashed in, would like to play it. Uh, Hailstorm Valkyrie. I thought this card was going to be mostly a blank in the format, but because the ability to pick up snow in kind of an efficient manner, and, you know, even in draft, where you think that there's just so many snowlands going to be picked up by everybody, Hailstorm Valkyrie still has its place and is a great card to table if you know you're going to be there. Also, I love me the Uncommon Land Cycle that Jaren Near Lake, which was in our latest episode of Friday Night Podcast. It is the blue Enter the Battlefield Tap Land. Uh, you pay two green, green, blue, and tap it, sack it. You make a token of a creature that you control, and then it gets an additional counter. Yeah, this card is absolutely lovely. Would like to take advantage of it if I can. Our rare is going to be Dream Devourer. This is the card that gives all the cards in your hand for Tell, 
its foretell cost is equal to its mana cost reduced by two, and then whenever you foretell a card, it gets plus two plus zero until end of turn. Yeah, not not a bad card at all to start off on. Not a bad card. Let's keep this going. I won't mention every single card. Uh, I'm gonna probably start to rocket through and just really pull up the ones I think are the biggest uh, role players, the strongest power, and the things that are gonna draw me into our sealed pool. Pilfering Hawk v. Looter, the one-two flyer for one and a blue. Pay a snow to loot. Like it, especially if you can get some of the snowlands. This card has overperformed for me. Oh, talk about an overperforming card. Tormentos Helm. One red artifact equipment. Quip for one colorless, plus one plus one, and when the creature becomes blocked, it deals one damage to the defending player. This is one of the few things that I really think can allow your aggressive decks to beat things like a 2-4 for three. And, you know, like Savello, the troll. It, it's funny, there's so many high toughness creatures, and a card like Tormentor's Helm allows you to put pressure on, and combine it with runes, like the rune of speed, the card's great. Meshkar Shieldmate, 2 1 for 1 and a white. When it dies, make it 1 1 human creature token. It's fine. Elderfang Disciple, I like this card. The 1 1 Ravenous Rats, that's an elf cleric for 1 and a black. It, it doesn't pull me, but if we end up in black, I'm pretty happy with it. Guardian Blade Walker, great change in card. 1 1 for 1 and a green. When it eats bees, put a counter to our creature. Love it. Good little piece there. Another solid black common in Yarl of the Forsaken. 3 2 with flash for 3 and a black. Portel for 1 and a black. And when it enters the battlefield, you destroy a creature. Or Planeswalker, or Planeswalker, that was relevant for me. Uh, that was dealt damage this turn. Really sweet. Open the Omen's Path, not really part I want to play. Raven Wings. You know, especially in Sealed. Now, this is a good example of the difference between a card that overperforms in Sealed over Draft. This is the equipment for two colorless. The equipped creature gets plus one, plus oh, flying, and is a bird in addition to its other types. And it's kind of equipped with two. It's pretty efficient, and having a way to push through damage in board stalls, which can happen often in sealed, this could be a card that could be a role player. Also, wears things well. Struggle for Skemfar, oh, an amazing card. The Hunt the Weep of the format that can be foretold for one green mana. Absolutely adore the card. I would love to maybe make some green, black. Maybe we can do Soul High Snow Poop. Not looking great at the moment, but we shall see. Uh, a null, nice little counterspell for the board. I'm not going to play it. Frost Augur. This is really cute. One, two for one blue. Pay a snow, you get the top card library. If it's snow, you reveal it, put it in your hands. It can get you card advantage. That's pretty much it. And hey, it pairs quite nicely with this Boreal Outrider that we got next. I've talked about this card at length on the podcast. A 3-2 for two to green. When you pay snow as part of its color cost for a card, it gets an additional plus one, plus one counter. That's just gravy. Tegrid Shadow, a nice piece of... Butter the Blood and Instant Speed. Whew, I like that. Our black is looking pretty good right now. Oh, my goodness. Cosima, God of the Voyage, is the rare in this pack alongside a snow-covered forest. It's the God for Tuna Blue. You can basically exile it, and then as the turns roll on, whenever you play a land, uh, either gets a Voyage Counter or you bring it back, and then draw cards equal to Voyage Counters, get a plus one, plus one counter. And on the other side, is the Omen Kill, the 3-3 three, three equipment for one and a blue. Whenever a vehicle you control takes damage, you exile that, that many cards from your opponent's library, and you can play lands and exile that way. This is sweet. I like this card so much, I actually already brewed a commander deck around it. Uh, check out my TikTok if you want to see uh, what that deck looks like and kind of see the process of me building it. Greetings, my unlucky lounge rats. This is Editing Cory here. Just to clarify, the Omen Kill, the other side of Cosima, is in fact a vehicle and not an equipment. Enjoy the show. I have to say, I put a lot of effort into that TikTok, and it seems quite enjoyable. 
if I do say so myself. And I heard the person that made the TikTok is quite charming. I don't know. You have to go check it out yourself. Breakneck Berserker, nice piece of the aggro. Uh, decks of three mana, three, two with haste. Pretty good. Warhorn Blast. I've yet to see a card where I actually want to play Warhorn Blast. It's the inspiring charge with Portal in the format. Not interested. Same with Brian Barrow Intruder. Not okay with that. Run amok. Amok, 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 amok. Plus three, plus three. Creature gains trample for under turn one red instant. Nice aggressive piece. We'll see. I'm, I'm more inclined right now to look at the blue black side of things, but a lot of blue black decks too I've seen have not been that exciting. We shall see. Oh, what is exciting though is this glimmering frost. The snow enchantment aura. This card literally defines the snow format really happy to have one here in the pool maybe we can make some blue green stuff happen maybe splash a little bit of black if the black needs to develop i don't know speaking of black grim draugr nice little piece to the snow decks there three two for two and a black and you pay one and a snow to give it medicine plus one plus so pretty good shackles of treachery is next out which is the act of treason of the format probably not gonna play that raven form don't mind that and i'm willing to bet raven form performs a little bit better in the sealed part of our deck building in limited than it would in draft you just have a little bit more time so raven form is pretty good Ooh, a nice bounding gold in our white color pies also in our white color pie usher of the fallen a two one for one white boast for one white and then you can make a one one white human creature token yeah pretty good also it does a nice job of helping you enable your double spell turns Ooh, solid two color payoff in morite of the frost the shapeshifter for five mana it's a clone for any permanent if it's a creature that you clone it gets two additional counters it's legendary and it's still snow hey blue green it looks like it might be a thing and i'm willing to bet if we're breaking down all of the limited pools that end up being out there i'm willing to guess there's quite a number that end up being blue green Ooh, glimpse the cosmos the anticipate giants card so you anticipate and then you can flash it back to give a giant for a single blue we end up with just a few shapeshifters like morite or the mistwalker we had before i will definitely play this card i don't need to be in blue red giants to play this card hey our rare is here and it's big icebreaker kraken the 8-8 for 12 mana it's got a lot of text that essentially says it gets bonuses for snow i really doubt we're gonna play this card if we do i'd be very surprised snow covered swamp and hey a little foil saga action in arnie slays the trolls i don't think we're gonna really look towards that at the moment red's not really panning out for us but hey it looks really pretty on the youtubes just saying hey all my listeners of the podcast find this on youtube there's a reason just look at the arnie slays the troll it's so pretty and so colorful look at the shiny it might be because i also have this really fancy candle you know, if we're going to do a little sealed here in the Unlucky Lounge, we got to use some of the accoutrement. That's right. Another reason all my podcast listeners to check out the video on YouTube and see a fancy candle. It's not very fancy. I bought it for like $7 on Target. Next in this pack here of Valor of the Worthy, uh, aura that's not really that relevant, uh, Lejaric Kinseekers, the 2-4 for 3 and a blue changeling. If you control three or more creatures that share a type, put a count on it and then scry one, it's probably one of the worst shapeshifters that's out there. But it is shapeshifter, so, you know, I might want to just make sure that the glimpse of the cosmos because I really feel like right now we're going to end up playing blue green. It just kind of feels like it with our signals in our uncommon slot. You know, it it can help us get there. It can help us get there, and maybe we'll play the icebreaker crack. And who knows? Cinderheart Giant, big seven six for seven mana. Pass, no thank you. Doomscar Oracle. I do like this card quite a bit in those double spell decks. Nice little piece to help you continue to double spell when you cast your second spell. You turn gain two life, three two for two and a white foretell for a single white. Not too bad. Mammoth Growth, I've yet to see this card cast in limited, just saying. 
Priest of a Haunted Edge. Talk about a card that's overperformed. An 04 for one to black. You sacrifice it, and then target creature gets minus, minus X. Until in a turn where X is the number of snowlands control. Only sorcery speed, but this card does work. We might end up playing it. Who knows? We do have a snow-covered forest and swamp. Maybe I'll try to go into that Sultai snow poop world. You know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Jaspira Sentinels. Next out, one, two, Reacher for a single green. And has an effect that I'm not too interested in, which is, you know, taps another creature to add another mana. It's fine. Feed the Serpent. Ooh, that's kind of a reason to potentially be in black. You know, the exiled creature of Planeswalker. Uh, pretty nice. Giant Ox. <laughs> Yo, can we get some Colossal Plows? I mean that strictly as the card, friends. Get your minds out of the gutter. Augury Raven. 3-3 three, three Flyer for 3 and a blue. 4 tail for 1 and a blue. Pretty good. Invasion of the Giants. Another piece of maybe going to the Teamer uh, kind of color side of things, but I, I don't really want to play this card unless I have a Giant as a follow-up. Otherwise, it's kind of just like a a slow pre-ordering, you know? Huh. We open the ox, we might as well open the Colossal Plow. Well, we did it, folks. We did it. If we really want to do it, we really don't want to do it. Hey, a not-found Slumber Mount. Hey, this is one of the better sack lands, the uncommon land cycle that you pay cost, sacrifice it. And this one says you get to destroy a land. You make a 4-4 green troll warrior creature token. The cost of it is three red, green, green, and tap and sack it. So it's good. Maybe if we end up in Teamer, I don't know. Oh, nice white rare for us in a glorious protector. This is the Resto Angel of the contemporary limited formats and I guess, you know, contemporary world in general. Three, four for two to white, flash flying foretells for two to white. And when it enters the battlefield, you exile any number of non-angel creatures control until Gl uh, glorious protector leaves the battlefield. Non-Angels, Changelings, just an FYI, you can't blink Changelings. And our Snowland is an Arctic Tree Line, two packs to go. Right now, I'm kind of still feeling that green-blue action. Maybe it'll be green-black with splashing from blue? It seems unlikely with the Marita and the, the Mirror Lake, but let's just keep this rolling. Uh, Master Scald, another card that has performed pretty well, works so nicely with Sagas and Runes. It's a 4-4 four, for four, 4 and a white. When it enters the battlefield, you may exile a creature from your graveyard. If you do, you return an artifact creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Pretty good. Disdainful Stroke. Now, this is a card I definitely want to try in main deck here if I'm going to be in that blue-green deck. One in a blue instant counter-target spell with the CMC 4 greater. It works off of Fortel. Early Fortel costs. Get him good. And in limited, especially in sealed when we're being slower, the card like this can be very clutch. Another Guardian Glade Walker. Pretty good. Skull Raid. Uh, this is such a cute design. It's the Mine Rot that you can draw cards if your opponent doesn't have cards in your hand to discard. Pretty cool. Raider's Carve, maybe we can end up making this work. I don't really feel like it seems likely, but hey, Raider's Carve, there you go. Uh, Squash, solid removal spell. It's the giant removal spell, four and a red, six damage, target creature Planeswalker is an instant, and it only costs two if you troll a giant. Woo, that's pretty good. Grizzled Outrider, five, five for five, no thank you. Buying the monster. Uh, I tend to agree with LSV uh, on his latest stream. He was said he's not really a big fan of this card in the limited format. I agree, but you know what? If I don't have the kind of removal, I will definitely play one. We got a struggle right now in our green pile, so that looks pretty good. Starnheim Courser, solid white flying creature, two and a white for a 2-2. Two, two. And it's not a Windrake because it makes your artifacts and enchantment spells cost one less to cast. Pretty nice. Scorn Effigy, like this card a lot, especially in the double spell decks. I don't think we'll end up playing it if we're in this blue-green mess of a, of a build. Weathered Runestone, definitely not a card that we're going to be playing. The Axe Guard Armory. 
This is the <laughs> this is the Boros sack land that you get an aura or equipment card from your library, reveal them, put them in your hand. You get both. Good note, you can get both. Make sure you don't miss your triggers on Arena, all my lucky lounge rats. Three seasons. An on-color potential soggy here. The blue-green one, but I gotta say, every time I see this card laid out, I just I'm not that big a fan of it. Maybe we can finally have the deck. It's just you could potentially like whiff. For one of it's a, it's a saga. It's a nice cheap cost. Chapter one, mill three. Chapter two, return up to two snow permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand. And then chapter three, you choose three cards in each graveyard. The owner shuffle those cards into their libraries. Sure, but eh. I don't know. I just I, I got a feeling that it's not really going to be a, a ton of card that we want to play. Ho ho! Nice little showcase frame here in an Eska's chariot. The Cadillac of Vehicles, the 4-4 vehicle, crew 4, 3 to green, but when it eats meats, it spots you two cats, and then when it attacks, you get to populate, kind of, better than populate. It says that you get to create a copy of a token that you control. Oof, the green's looking better, friends. The green is looking better. Nice little uh, potential green bloom you're still trying to develop here. I'd like another struggle for Skemfar. Maybe some more power at the uncommon slot, and we still have our pre-release promo card to reveal, so stick around. Who knows what that'll be. Depart the Realm. I like this card quite a bit. Ooh, you know what I want now that I see this Depart the Realm? I want some card draw. Let's find a Behold the Multiverse, please. Immersturm Raider. Pretty good. Doomscar Oracle. Not too bad. Wither Crown. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's it's a, kind of like a Rival and kind of like Attrition. I don't know. Masked Vandal. I'll probably end up running at least one of these in any given sealed pool. It's a 1-3 changeling for 1 to green. When it eats bees, you may exile a creature card from the graveyard. If you do, you exile an artifact or enchantment in the front controls. You just get some of those equipment at the uncommon slot or a saga before it gets to a dangerous chapter. It just does a lot of work. Another Grizzled Outrider. We don't have any of the Ravenous Lindworms. Now that I'm thinking about that, man, what a shame. I love me some Ravenous Lindworm, particularly in green-blue, where you can make copies off of, like, Marite of the Frost or the Mirror Lake that we have. Revitalize, eh, not interested. Another Kennel Master, that's fine. Uh, another Scorn Effigy and a second Bind the Monster. Okay, cool. little Replicating Ring action, the Snow Monolith that can make a bunch of copies of itself after a absurd number of turns. Maybe if we're trying to get some colors splashing around. Good little Blood Sky Berserker here. Oh, what a great piece to the black-white two-spell deck. Probably not going to play this. Uh, but hey, speaking of the black-white, we follow that up with a great call of Starnheim, the sack black land that when you sacrifice it and a creature you control, you make a 4-4 white angel warrior creature token with flying and vigilance. Pretty good. And oh, this is a nice little piece to the deck we're trying to build here. Cosmos Elixir is our rare four colorless artifact to gain your end step draw card. If your life total is greater than your starting life total, otherwise you gain life drawing cards gaining life really good control piece and i think that's kind of where we're edging to right now so our six packs are open last but not least is the pre-release promo card what could it be what is it that could be influencing us is this a big old bomb is it some good value the love of Vorniclex. so let's see Ooh, saruf realm eater the three three four black green and colorless it's a legendary wolf. When it, whenever a permanent and opponent controls is put into the grave from the battlefield, you put a counter on it. And then at the end of your upkeep, if Saruk has one more counters, you may exile all of them. If you do, you exile each other non-land permanent with a CMC less than or equal to the number of counters removed from Saruk. Hey, don't mind that at all. I don't mind that at all. Maybe we can splash a little bit of black and what I'm assuming is going to be a Simic build. But assumptions can sometimes make, well, 
You know what the rest of the phrase is, my unlucky lounge rats. We're going to take a quick break, stick around, and we'll tell you what this deck looks like here in the podcast or here on YouTube. See you in just a hot second, all my unlucky lounge rats. Welcome back, all of my unlucky lounge rats. I hope you've refreshed, refueled, and good to have you returning to our next green-blue limited deck. I know, I've done it now twice in a row, and I can't tell you the number of times I've drafted on Arena already with a number of green-blue decks, but the cards are good. The fact that it gets the snow payoffs and just has some really good bodies and say, Mistwalker or the Augury Raven, you can't really argue with that, plus the green-blue allows you to splash around for some pretty sweet different color stuff uh, off of cards like Glittering Frost and the wonderful Snow Package and the dual lands that are there. Speaking of our own deck, we, we do only get to run four snow duels, but we do get our Litjara Mirror Lake, which is going to be a nice little extra card. And even though we only have 10 snow permanents on the table in front of us, we're still going to end up running this Frost Augur. That means every you know one in four times we get to draw a card that's not great but we do need some card advantage especially in sealed pools we do get to play glimpse the cosmos the nice double anticipate if you have a giant and we of course got cosima as well the really sweet showcase art that we opened up there looking so beautiful and omen kill on the other side gives us some flexibility in this card's play but both sides do some good work at getting some card advantage now when it came to how to kind of round out the rest of the plan here First and foremost, sadly, our black is not going to make it. Our Saruf Realm Eater is not going in the deck. Saruf. Saruf. He's not on fire for us here today. Sorry, Saruf. Not quite making it here. Honestly, it's the fact that we had our Arctic Tree Line and a Snow Cover Plains in the deck that made me support our third color splash of white for a nice bound in gold. Hey. I'll take removal where I can get it. I'm playing one of our two Bind the Monsters and our Struggle for Scumfar alongside a Raven form. So nice, but hey, I'm gonna take what removal I can, especially in Sealed when you are gonna be facing down a lot more rares on average. And additionally, because of the White Splash, I get to play Glorious Protector, the three, four flash flyer for two white, white. Hey, this card can ambush things nicely. It can save a creature that was supposed to go to the graveyard. It certainly can't save our shapeshifters, but hey, I mean, let's say we're attacking with an Augury Raven. We can save it so it doesn't die. Like, I'm definitely down for that. As for our last cuts out of the deck, first and foremost, Icebreaker Kraken. We've got four Snowlands. There's no way we can make a 12 drop that gets reduced for its casting cost for each Snowland you control. We only have four. No, thank you. We did not play the three seasons because, as I said, there are only 10 snow permanence in the deck and this is just gonna miss way too often i could wait till say a pilfering hawk frost auger or maybe even a marite for whatever it copies goes to the graveyard but i'm not into that consistency we did cut our final two cards being duplicates one bind the monster as i said card's good especially the first one but the second one no thank you and the last cut for us was our second guardian glade walker the one one that puts counter on target creature one in a green it's nice it's fine but the fact that we can't even like blink it with our glorious protector we could copy it with lajara mirror lake but i mean do we really want to do that with our two drop speaking of our top end i mean 
the best we have with our top end is Grizzled Outrider, the 5-5 five, five for 5, Marite of the Frost, and well, and Aspis Chariot as well. Really great card, don't get me wrong, which is why I'm still going to run this Depart the Realm and Disdainful Stroke to try to protect it. Same with our Snakeskin Veil. We're kind of low on creatures, and when we have something, we want to make sure that it sticks. Well, all of my unlucky lounge rats, that brings us to the end of our pre-release sealed deck tech for call time. But what do you think about our deck? Were we kind of crazy not to try and fit in that Saroof, even though we had a Glittering Frost to potentially support the splash? We in fact had a Snow Swamp too that didn't end up making the final build because we went to white. Or maybe we were supposed to play that second Bind the Monstrous. In green-blue, removal is a bit of a struggle. Could we have benefited from another bit of interaction? But to tell me, either comment below here in the YouTube video, or you can find me on the other socials, on Twitter and on TikTok, Draft and Draft, Corey. For my people here on YouTube, check out the podcast, Draft and Draft, an MTG podcast. And if this show is giving you some joy, find us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash draft and draft my patrons they get their names shouted out here in the show and additionally they get our friday night podcasts our draft on the go a day early that's right fridays come early for patrons of the show and who couldn't use an extra bit of friday well friends it looks like i found the bottom of my drink and so we've reached the end of another episode. My name is Corey, usually joined alongside a very sleepy Borok right now, but this has been Draft and Draft. Now go out there and make some magical memories. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.